Caffeinated Drinker Show. I am Louise Salas, your host on the podcast that's raising the bar on craft cocktails. With me is my compadre. If I'm the peanut butter, she is the jelly. The lovely and talented Mixtress DC Gina. Is that a dig at my post-fucking-pregnancy body? <laughs> Damn. No, it's the two of us together. I mean, the truth is, we can be any number of sandwiches. Like, Turkey and Swiss, for damn sure. Ham and cheese. I mean, I think we should be. I think, I think we should be like chorizo and provolone. We could. See? There we go. That brings in. That brings it in on a Hawaiian roll. That's <laughs> there. We go. That's Done. our bill. That's our bill. <laughs> Chicken. <laughs> Chicken sandwich. So the reason we're talking about all these sandwiches is um, it has to do with uh, today's designated drinker. Um, but, Gina, do you know who's credited for making the first sandwich? No, no, actually. So it was John Montague, Montague, and apparently he was the fourth Earl of Sandwich. Oh. And he was a notorious gambler, apparently. And he's credited for, in, that's according to Wikipedia, anyway, um, he's actually a few different sources. Um, but yeah, he's, a, he's a credited for inventing the sandwich. And uh, Wall Street Journal actually has described the sandwich as British, British's like, greatest contribution to food. Hold on a second, he was British? It, it, he's a fourth Earl of Sandwich. Like, sandwich is a place? It is a place. In the British Isles. Is our next guest from there? No, but he knows a hell of a lot about sandwiches. (laughs) So our next designated drinker is the very talented, fun-loving chef and owner of Turkey and the Wolf. Earl. Earl of Turkey and the Wolf. You want to be Earl? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, from now on, you are no longer just the owner, chef. You are serves the earl of the sandwiches there should we just call you lord from now on that's fine yeah that works (laughs) instead of lord of the rings he's lord of the fucking onion rings i mean what the fuck i already love it that's good Uh, good. good yeah well mason hartford i don't know if we did mason yeah that's me i'm here all right this is this is gonna be a different show you ready here we go mason we are here we are after hours in the polling house it is you're off your shift the makers is free flowing, so that's a pretty hefty pour there, Gina. This is the chef pour. There you go. This is called Maybe My Night Didn't Go So Well, so we're gonna give him that one. All right. I'm sure it did. And then, and then we're gonna give one to the ghost in the room, which spirits. For if spirits. you hear any spirited people coming to get it, that maybe somebody that's uplifting. There so, you go. What's up, ghost? Cheers. 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 Thanks for having me. Into all your successes. Oh, Absolutely. So speaking of all of these the successes. Ooh, that's a big big boy. Yeah. Look at that. <clears throat> Ooh. Woo. Pardon me. You know that's good. <laughs> oh. Jiminy cricket. <laughs> There's no crickets in there. Oof. <laughs> Thanks for that. That's a good start. Oh. There you go. That's delicious. Yeah, loosen up. Loose now, yeah. Not loose, yep. Nothing's changed. Lubricated. Um, you might be famous now. And, and, oh, no, we don't. I'm, we're not, not going to play that conversation. There's not, there's, not, there's not a thing that's changed from the day that we met each other. And, not a thing. And you were suing. I've gotten better at rollerblading and worse at cooking. <laughs> and, you were, and you were suing, and I was um, in a kitchen. Can I play this bar? Oh, a juicer. And you're like, who the fuck are you? Oh, no way. Juicer. juicer. Who needs a juicer? What are you going to make every time? Anyway, go ahead. So let's talk about the turkey and the wolf, sir. Sandwich. 
Sure. What do you want to know? <laughs> Bring it on. So tell us a little bit. I mean, Gina can't help but brag about you. She absolutely is. I now tell you a story. Yeah, so tell you a story. Because it really is. Oh, an, it's an inspiration. I mean, it's inspirational. It's about you know like doing a lot of the right things and good things happening to good people. Because well, that's really kindly put of you. Um, <laughs> yeah, we have a sandwich shop here uh, in the Irish Channel neighborhood of New Orleans. Um, it's really fun. We serve sandwiches. What else? What else do you want? To you know? make me drag this out of you every time. <laughs> I'll drag Give it out. Me, uh, yeah, a couple more shots in. We'll yeah, right, I'll, 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 I'm gonna drag it out of Mason. You know what? We're, we're gonna change roles today. I'm gonna drag it out of Mason. You had a Gina. very, very tough upbringing when it comes to how many hard jobs you had to work for, right? So you earned hardly. Her and her earned what you got. Now, you got to tell the story about really how you, you stuck with your concept. Everybody teased him, like made fun of him, like, oh, yeah, Mason wants to open a sandwich shop. So now tell the story. We're here. We got a whole bottle of makers. It's just, I think you should pour a little more. Done? Yeah, yeah It's yeah. just, it's me, you, Gina, and the rest of the spirits in this place, man. Well, here, hold on. Let me get off the record. Let me get a little more. Jazzed on there you this. go, get a little more jazz. Because yeah, at the beginning sometimes I'm not always feeling. You need a little jazz hands to go with it. So, but I don't know. Explaining the story is no fun. It is fun. It's fun for our listeners. It's inspirational. It's entrepreneurial. It's oh. everything that the guy standing in the kitchen somewhere, anywhere in America or Europe, thinking about their concept. You know, you're an inspiration to them because you really held fast to what you felt was like what you wanted to do. I know, but I hate coming to talk about. Like how cool it is. So I think what no, it just talk about the uncool part. <laughs> talk about the sweat, the equity, everything. No, it's, it's not about that. It's it. about fun and friendships and relationships. All right. Like so the truth there. is, is that um, from what I understand, from when we chatted earlier, that you really do value the people that work for you, and that it yeah, is—it isn't just a—it isn't singularly you, which obviously that yeah, makes you uncomfortable. Not. But you know, there, that is taking that whole. It takes a village, and there is maybe the vision started with you. But it became bigger because of the people. Ooh, did you see that? I like to switch. But um, because of the people around you, and the people that that work for you and work with you. Yes, this is all true. Um, I love the people that work for me, uh, and with me, and my colleagues. And yeah, I, I mean, the whole story is about a bunch of people that are in the same building that are all trying to make sure they have a good time. Um, we all love each other, and we, you know, the first thing we do is try to make sure we're all having, you know, a good positive time in the restaurant and then that everything else just comes from that. Yeah. But I mean that probably no pun intended really does feed how you, what you do and how the success. I truly believe that what you put out the put out in the world is what you get back. If for no, no other reason it's what you're focused on. If you're focused on positive, you get positivity. Thanks. Well, um, look, at that. look, you thought I need another yeah, beer. Look, magically I'm appeared. Into this. <laughs> you know what I'm uh, a bad barkeep? They called me a... Uh, a lot of things. A, uh, what's the word? <laughs> I don't even know the word right now. A uh, helpful barkeep? There you go. What's the other word for that? Attentive. Intoxicating? Oh, you uh, are intoxicating. Ah, uh, what happened, Maker's Mark? Lisa <laughs> wants to come to Maker's Mark, by the way, Maker's Mark. <laughs> yeah, we serve Maker's Mark and Maker's Mark accessories. That turns you know. <laughs> So let's do this. What, tell me a little bit about how you developed the menu then. 
Like, how, like the sandwiches, like, to the to Gina's point, they, they could be, oh, it's just a sandwich. But, I mean, the truth is, it's a simple food. So that it could be actually, in my opinion, it could be even more, more challenging, maybe. But I'm not a chef. Yeah, I guess the challenge with sandwiches is, well, I guess there's a few. One is the price point. Because the idea is if you work in fine dining for a lot of years, uh, and you work on developing flavors and with that creativity and the, the nice products you use, you know, you get to charge a pretty penny for it and it makes everything come back around. But with sandwiches, if you put bread on either side of that fancy dish and those nice products, instead of charging $25, you get to charge yeah. $12 and then everyone complains because of perception about how expensive of what it is. Value, yeah. But uh, not everyone complains, only, yeah. only the Yelpers. Um, <laughs> But fuck them, you know. You know what? You know what? This podcast, fuck you. Hey, here, let's go to this real quick. Oh shit! I need the phone. You made me turn on my phone. No, I got got something you need to read aloud. No, you need to read aloud. Is your phone on? Nah, I can't turn my phone on. Listen, here's the deal. Oh, it's so good. It's the best thing ever. What they said. We posted it today. I can't. Just, do just, give it, just do a little bit of it. it was a do one, a little bit of it. It was a one-star review Perfect. that said, I like this place. It's Brandon B. Shout out to Brandon B., my boy. <laughs> um, he said, I love this. I got to say, I love this place. Love the vibes. But every time I eat there, I feel really, really sick. And also, it's the only time in my life that I eat gluten. And one star. You're like... Well, then stop eating gluten. <laughs> well, I'm not going to judge Brandon for his interesting review, but unfortunately, yeah, well, we put it on Instagram and yeah, he got a little torn up. You know what? Today I was, we came here. I landed in New Orleans today. We're in New Orleans, by the way. We're in yes. the Holy House, right? Did we establish that? I'm pretty shit based. Anyway, today I was listening to Missy, Missy, Elliott, Missy Elliott. Damn, in the car. Hold on, is that song flipping and reverse it? I would love it That's a if great you song. just fucking gave me. You know what? Every restaurant should have the right to fucking reciprocate the review on the guest and be like, this guest came in and had unrealistic expectations. I own a sandwich shop and they asked me for a fucking frog out screen with some bread. One star, worst guest ever. Fuck you. Like, really, at the end of the day, how can you judge somebody on something you can't have? Can't have gluten? Too bad. Yeah. That's not my problem. Put it on. Don't eat the bread. Yeah. Eat everything else in it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't yeah. like eggs. Don't put a fucking egg. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry. Yeah. Yelpers suck farts. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you tell us how you really? Uh, I feel like. I've been confident about a suck fart thing. Yeah, really that's good. good. They yeah. suck farts. Uh, you know, it's like. I don't know. Is it Sometimes like muffin it milking? Off, it comes off as a platform for negativity, and that's no fun. So. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate because when people do really great things, that's not seen. And you know. Yeah, well, I mean, but, whatever. Everyone's entitled their opinion. It's just, I don't know. I think the other thing is too, as as we as a as a society need to judge what that opinion is worth anyway. Like I don't, I uh, I'll look at reviews on Yelp every once in a while, but I mean, honestly, if I have a good vibe about it, I'm gonna try it. Yeah, well, I mean, if he's got all bad reviews, then I'm like, oh, probably not. You know how it is yeah. to do what he does? Oh, I, no. I mean, I'm going to miss it. No. You know, it's you a say, lot of hanging out these days. Hold on, you wait, no, not your restaurant. They, you have to, when you make every ingredient that goes on a sandwich, there's a lot of fucking time, people, and efforts, and families. Families that go home and take a paycheck and everything. And so when yeah. you come in with your little snide one, one star, because you didn't, perhaps, should not be eluding. Only masochists. 
we'll hang out in the comment section and the Yelp pages because yeah. you're never going to find what you want. And you never read the positive reviews. You only read the really, really shitty ones, and then you disagree with them. So why did you read it in the first place? But there's also you get a couple gems, and then you can read it to the staff, and everyone can get a really good laugh, and it can be a, a positive bonding experience. Absolutely. Uh, we had a good one labeled Hipsters and Hot Sauce. <laughs> uh, yeah, my buddy Richard, sup, sup dick? Uh, <laughs> He's been really good about going through and finding all the really scathing reviews and reading them aloud to the staff, which we all appreciate. Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes all you can do is make fun, right? Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about the positive stuff. Yeah. Turkey and the Wolf is probably red. Like, first of all, nowhere has a fucking restaurant come out, open a fucking sandwich shop, and got the accolades that this place has. You have to feel good about that. Yeah, no, no, it's not. Uh, we're all very happy and proud of where we're, we are at. I didn't, we didn't mean to start off on a, you know, fuck Yelp, why aren't we better? But uh, yes, it's been wild. We all really, really appreciate the world's response to our little sandwich shop. So, no doubt about that. So for listeners that don't know, I mean, it, it, we keep saying, oh, it's just a little sandwich shop, but the phenomenon behind it is that it's being, it's receiving such great acknowledgement and accolades. Well, year one's over now, so that shit's gone. Now we just gotta, now we gotta hold on. So let's tell everyone what you did, what the, what you were awarded. Uh, well, we actually, no, I'm not gonna say that, never mind. No, 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 well, I'll say it afterwards, off the record. Off the record. Uh, I love being in the know. Yeah. I got interviewed <laughs> once. Sorry. Um, I don't know, we got some stuff. Uh, the big, the, the, probably the, the highest one was the best new restaurant. By Bon Appetit. By Bon Appetit. Yeah. That's amazing. It's a fucking humongous honor in the yeah, restaurant it was business. An honor. It yeah. changed, uh, changed my entire life in like two seconds. I bet. Uh, uh we, I found out, that one I found out at about like 7 or 7.30 a.m. I think my roommate Via, what's up Via? Uh, yeah. At the time, now I live with my girlfriend. Good job, Lauren. Um, Shorty. Shout out to my old girlfriend, Lauren, as well. Um, She's quite Lauren's. Well, I have Lauren tattooed on, on my ass, so I had to. So now you can only. Stay with yeah. that. Um, but. Keep it so, Gina and like, like, Sure, yeah. Gina. I can only have. Gina's friends. Bartender podcast friends, thank Gina. <laughs> um, so yeah, at 7 a.m. Uh, via yelled like, oh, that shit's out or something. And, uh, sorry, I gotta take a shower. No, yeah, I know. It's oh, a mess. Shot time. This episode is designated to Maker's <laughs> Mark. Can you please bring Mason with us? Thanks. Uh, oh. Yeah, you just gargled that. <laughs> yeah, it's disgusting. I wish I had But yeah, so that shit comes out. It's our day off. We're closed on Tuesdays. Bon Appetit comes out. And... So the way they pitched it to us is that they're we're gonna be in some magazine. Andrew Nolan's like the one of the big big guys, and he was uh, he came and interviewed us and took pictures. And a video crew came. They made like a little video, and they everyone took pictures. And we're like, wow, this is a lot of shit. And they told us that it was for the month after the best new restaurants issue. The following month, they're like, oh, we wanted to showcase a sandwich issue. And we're like, well, that's weird. That it would be the month after the best new restaurants, and we opened this year, but. Whatever you say, buddy. <laughs> so we weren't positive that we were in the hot ten, as, as they call their best new restaurants. 
Um, but we had a really good feeling that 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 they were lying to us and that we were in that top ten. That's awesome. We didn't know that we were in the top five. We didn't know that we were in the top three. Not in a million years would I ever even gambled on the possibility of being number one. And awesome. we woke up that morning. It happened. If it, if, if it happened at 7 a.m., as I recall correctly, or 7.30, by 8 a.m., me, my girlfriend, and Via, or them and I, had drank <laughs> had consumed two bottles of champagne oh, God. and earmuffs. I did like a whole case of whippets right then too. Because they were sitting in the kitchen. They were for work. I'm not addicted or anything. Um, but yeah. And then the whole day was I don't know. I didn't really Surreal. know how to yeah, I didn't know how to digest that one. So yeah, that was that was the biggest one. A couple other things happened too, yeah. you know, along yeah. the way. That were cool. James Beard. Yeah. yeah, we were nominated for that. That was really crazy. That was the first thing that happened. Uh, so that was just as mind-blowing, honestly. Um, we were on the, the longer list, so we were with, you know, 30 or so of our peers. But if you look at the people on that list, we were, we were really kind of a fish out of water for how uh, refined some of the other restaurants were. So we were, we were super honored when that happened. You're a goldfish in a fucking pond of coral reefers. That's what you are. And I'm going to tell you something. You are fucking not even doing it justice for what you deserve. This man, I've known this man, I don't even know, since since restaurant August, I think. I don't know. When did we work in August? You didn't work in August. After that, Coquette. But after, no, I met you one restaurant before that or Coquette? You might be at Coquette. Okay. But you met probably met Mike in August because Mike was at August. Yeah, no, I knew Mike there. before you, but I just didn't know when on the trail that I, I met had. you when you walked in and started beating lemongrass with the back of your knife, and I was like, "This chick is on my station, and I gotta cook some steaks tonight." Bitch <laughs> <laughs> is in my station. <laughs> but the day well, that's I met probably me. now, like seven, eight years ago. I would imagine, yeah, right? easily. Yeah. Uh, well, this is Mike. Ready? It's my fifteenth year. Of what? Tails. Life? Tails. Tails. Yeah. Tails. Tails. I'm down here for Tails. Oh, yeah, because you're always here for Tails. Yeah. Um, when I met Mason, I literally, I think we were, I was in the kitchen like an hour or so, and he was real, and he was real, you know, persistent on the like, keep your shit clean, put your stuff together, blah, 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 right? Yeah, that guy didn't exist anymore. And then, <laughs> and then my favorite was, he started with, uh, how do you feel about sandwiches, shit? And then this year, was uh, this was not on yes. meeting one. This is on like year three. No, it's year, but it was non-stop because I opened. And a I don't think I was like, "How do you feel about sandwiches?" Liar. I was probably like, "Just so you know, Liar. sandwiches He's are great, and about, I love them." He was talking about <laughs> breads and textures and layering, and then we went to a little bar. Um, I love how she's giving you like little stabs at this, but she like is, ma- brings bagels in from Long Island to DC and does amazing stuff with them. I love this. Where do you get your oh, I know bagels? you do. I know you do. What? Where do you get your bagels? So all my bagels made in Long Island City and then it's shipped down to Where us. Where are you from? Long, Long Island. Island. Long I could have put that together. Yeah. Yes. And then, uh, pretty. Like, <laughs> so we, we, they're brought to me in a static state, and then we bake them on premise. But, but, the, so I just want to say this. Mason saw me two years pregnant, laughed at me both years, saw me <laughs> super <laughs> drunk at the sink, at the sink. Excuse me, there's a picture of me, you, and Zach at the sink. Just the night. I remember this. And then... The sandwich idea came up, and then I gotta tell you something, Mason. Like being in DC and knowing who you are, and then reading all this shit. I mean, I texted you that day, and I did probably a thousand texts that day, but like, it's super amazing when somebody can realize their dream, do what they wanna do, 
and like put it all together and it fucking works because that is to me the like it's it's cliche as an exam. That's exactly what this country is supposed to be. This exactly what you know, if you work really fucking hard and you love what you really do and you really put every effort forward and every accolade that comes your way, you deserve. Yeah. And Absolutely. So embracing it is the best. And like maybe like this episode is only listened to by people that are entrepreneurs. Maybe this episode is listened to by the person that was like, maybe I have this idea to like, I don't know, make spandex better. I have no fucking idea. But you should do it. Yeah. And like you are it. And you don't even, like, do you even realize, like, what you created? How many people are on the line that have this dream of, like, a food truck? I love fucking breakfast tacos. I never thought I could do this. You know, it's the sous chef that just, you know, was so good at what they did, but their passion lied somewhere else. And you, like, created a way, a path to make Bon Appetit, James Beer, everybody, like, perk up that like this much effort goes in to you know an a, a sandwich place you really you recreated a path so, so I a think, gully I think a bayou <laughs> incredibly a fork nicely put um, do you guys watch Game of Thrones or of course yes Sure. Cool. Damn. Let's talk about that. <laughs> but I, the thing is, to your point, Gina, when you talk about the fact that it kind of carved out a path for um, sous chefs, I think the truth of the matter is, is that that speaks to a greater, a greater audience where people believe in something good. God, I totally have a commitment later. I'm gonna be so drunk. Yeah, it's somebody this, who like you this Maker's Mark. This Maker's Mark is really you, getting you, me drunk. Do you have a dance party or something? But you know what I am? I'm drunk responsibly. <laughs> Um, so no driving. We're all going to get in Ubers, Ubers and somebody else who's much more responsible than us. Yes. Um, but yeah, so I guess what I'm saying was that it, it's a story of just, to your point, it's passion, following it through, working really fucking hard to get there. But then also, but they also take, but they also, well, yeah, give me chapters. But also, it of course, it, not everybody just Hire starts. all your friends and ride their coattails yeah they're so good yeah they're my people but that's the other thing is that you celebrate the people that are with you and and to the other point is that your successful business your successful business gives others opportunity and and paychecks i think that's one thing about where people um dream about having a job when i first when i opened an agency i wasn't really prepared for what it meant that I was like no this is a bad client fuck them get rid of them and then the fact that you sit there and go okay so what person doesn't have a job tomorrow if you behave that way you realize you have a greater responsibility I guess especially to the people around you and I love the fact that you I call guess, them your friends you know <laughs> I mean I call my friends because you know they are but also a lot of them were my friends before I was like a hiree yeah. that I worked for myself um can you repeat the question? I'm drunk. No, <laughs> it wasn't. I was just agreeing with Gina that your story has a great Can inspiration you? beyond the restaurant. I appreciate that it's inspirational. That makes me feel great. Tell, okay, well, you know what? Tell the listeners, like, you know, they're not there. They don't. They don't know how amazing to people. They have no idea that you get a sandwich that's smothered in just deliciousness. Like, oh, I know. Let's talk about the fried bologna sandwich. My sister what? used to make that for me when I was a kid. It was really funny because 
We won't talk about how horrible my mother was as a cook. Or maybe we will. She was an awful, awful, awful cook. And your so mother or your sister? My mother. My mother. And my sister then, like, kind of, she was, she's seven, she's seven, she's seven years older than I am. Um, and so, <laughs> yes, seven. Um, so she would make us lunch. And she, uh, yeah, we were simple. Yeah, it's funny. And so she would make fried bologna sandwiches. And she would cut it. Now, I don't know why it was like she was ahead of her time. She was, and she would cut it so that it wouldn't like bow up because it like puts that little bubble in the middle. Oh yeah, like a pepperoni. Yeah. Shit's delicious. So tell us how you make your bologna sandwich. Well Bologna. <laughs> in conceiving this sandwich. Uh, we wanted to make a bologna sandwich. <laughs> so that's where we started. Wait, no, uh, where you start the bologna? Did you make the bologna? Shit, no, I didn't make the bologna. He has, a, he has a really great story. That's how I The best part about opening a restaurant is you can be as lazy as you want in the areas you want to be lazy. So what I did is I called my free, my, my good friend Leanne, who uh, is better at making meat into bologna than I am, and I said, hey, would you be willing to make some bologna for us? Uh, we're trying to open a sandwich restaurant. She sent us one. It's good. It's made out of, you know, pigs from around here. Some of them may or may not have had names. They grew up in Mississippi. They were oh. slaughtered and turned into this bologna rather than, you know, whatever. I don't know, whatever happens in other places. Uh, so we take... Does she have a buffalo chopper? Oh, but Leanne now has her own butcher shop and restaurant. It's called... Piece of Meat Butcher. It's in Mid-City. It's delicious. Excuse me. See? Look what you did. Oh, we don't need to talk about that. Uh, so what she did was yeah. she gave me some bologna. It was delicious, and that was kind of the, you know, the centerpiece for this bologna sandwich. But we already knew what we wanted to do. Um, growing up, my mom, and also now that I think about it, I never told this part. My aunt or aunt or however you say it also did this shit, and they pissed me off both times. Is made a bologna sandwich that didn't taste good. And uh, <laughs> the lunch meat freaked me out. It like um, it was cold. Yeah. Um, and that sucked. And then well, I had yellow mustard. And growing up, I don't know something about yellow mustard isn't isn't really really appealing when you're young, and until you have a mix of ketchup on a burger or you have it on a hot dog or something. So we had a white bread sandwich with yellow mustard, bologna, and American cheese, and the American cheese was not melted. And they said, hey, you know, put some chips on it. You don't like it? Put some potato chips on there. You know, people do that. You might, you might really enjoy it. And it was so bad that I had to put so many chips on there that I could hardly, you know, <laughs> squeeze it into my mouth. And still I was I was repulsed by this, this sandwich. That, I, that even if I, if I were to eat it, the exact same thing now, all those same ingredients, uh, I would actually enjoy it because I understand a few more things about those flavors, I guess. I don't know. But as a kid, it was like gag worthy. <laughs> and but I, I just like I don't know what I, I saw a bologna sandwich one time. I guess in the last six years, and it affected me. Like I can, I should reproduce that and make it great. So what we do with our bologna sandwich is we got Leanne's bologna that's really great, and she smokes it and she makes it out of pigs with names, whatever. And uh, we use American cheese, but we like taste it around, and we needed the best American cheese, so we went to the the deli down the street, Dan Stein owns the deli and he had the best American cheese, so we just copied him. We got that from a company. 
uh, this guy named David Weiss. He's a really badass baker. So I stole the white bread recipe from Zach, who's a pastry chef that Gina's really good buddies with. Zach Miller, teacher he, at CIA. <laughs> CIA, CIA teacher, he uh, willingly said, hey, you can take this white bread recipe when you go open your sandwich shop, probably three years, four years before you even open. Uh, and I stuck with it. I wrote down that recipe and we took it with us. And then we, we kind of outsourced it to this guy, David, who cooks our bread. Um, Zach bread? Zach uh, we just call it white bread, I think. <laughs> but when I steal his old-fashioned donut, which he has not approved, uh, I will be calling it Zach's donut. But that's for a future restaurant. We are opening another restaurant. Um, Wait, did you say you're opening another restaurant? Yeah, yeah, we can talk about that later. Yeah. Um, so. And what? Oh, so and then also this sandwich. This has gotten completely out of control. I'm Hold on, we're totally off the rails. Nobody knows. Off the rails. What you got? We're gonna finish the bread. Will there be cocktails there? Let's back up. Oh, not yet, but there will be. But we don't need to talk about that because we got to wait to open, not serve alcohol, make sure the neighborhood likes us before we we apply because we want to be. Yeah. End of conversation. You have a friend that knows how to make a drink, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, you can. So can we finish finish the story about the? Okay, yeah, bologna sandwich. (laughs) Other components on the bologna sandwich that we designed after white bread, shitty bologna. Maybe not shitty. Oscar Mayer. They're probably really good at it. Shitty American cheese for sure, chips, and and a child gagging. You and make myself. Yeah. So. No, this is the bad shit. Yeah. What we did. Yes. What What did I say? Sorry. We said, Zach's white bread, Leanne's Dance bologna. Uh, the cheese. Zach, uh, the cheese is good that we got because Dan Stein served it. Uh, so the, for the potato chips, we knew that was a really integral part. Um, that was kind of like the nostalgic kicker. Uh, we tried to do like a play on salt and vinegar chips, so we we cut the chips and we rinse the starches off, and then we soak them for 24 hours in white vinegar. So they kind of taste like salt and vinegar chips, but they also kind of taste like normal chips. Oh, like so subtle, between. subtle, subtlety, if you will. Yes, subtle. Perfect. Uh, and then, oh, the mustard. <laughs> so yeah, the yellow mustard was not going to do, unfortunately, even though it tastes really good. Uh, my friend Via, who I mentioned earlier, her mom had a mustard recipe. Via told me about it. She gave me the she gave me it written down, and I was consulting, right, helping write a menu for another restaurant. And she was like, "Hey, you should try this mustard for the charcuterie board or whatever you're doing over there." I tried the mustard, and I immediately realized that that was something that was going to be really important. Um, Via's mom is named Tay. They're from oh, Jackson, cool, Mississippi. Cool, cool. She's a badass chick. I hope she hears this because you and I both. Real nice. <laughs> um, yeah, there you go. One more listener. Tay. Uh, but yeah, Tay from Jackson gave me this mustard recipe, and it's crazy. I've never seen anything like it, and it is probably the most important ingredient on the sandwich. Up there with the mayonnaise and the bologna and Making the chips. So all the other bread. pieces. Yeah. Hold on. Do you make? Oh, Duke's meal? mayonnaise. No, we don't make our own mayonnaise. Yeah. And we Whoa, never will. You should do a Duke's commercial. <laughs> no, I'm serious. They, they, they love Chef Breakfast recipes. Yeah, sure. I will 100% help that for you. I'm already hooked up with Duke's. Those are my people. Done. Heaps, done. They like. They I love talking. Duke's. It is it's not the. You should. Here's the thing. You know what, people? People, people last this long? Yeah. In the podcast? Because yeah. I'm drunk. There's no way they're still listening. <laughs> Is this real? Yeah, it's real. Well, they're not going to last that long this podcast. Hold on, this hold on. I'm going to say something about Duke's Mayonnaise real quick. 
Hundred percent. When Dukes was Dukes, one of the oldest magazines, and and here's the thing: it died. Like in the restaurants, people stopped using it. Except the real chefs, the real Southern chefs, always use Dukes. Everybody on this fucking you know Hellman's crazy. I'm not saying anything wrong with that means, but it's not whatever. Dukes is the most. I never heard of a Hellman's craze. <laughs> well, at home consumers, absolutely. But I'll tell you this. Dukes is the best of everything. Like, you make you use Dukes in there. You don't want to make your own mayonnaise. That's fine. Use Dukes as your base. I mean, it's it's the best. The consistency is good. Everything's good about it. I think the, the really the key thing is that, not to sound like a douchey chef, <laughs> It's more acidic. They put a shit ton of apple cider vinegar in there, and, and it's, it's awesome. And it's consistent. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so speaking of consistent, Gina makes consistently great cocktails. So, Gina, what did you bring today? What are you making? One, I made Mason a drink called the Mason Jar. <laughs> oh, that's very oh, smart. A whole bunch of fucking fucks. <laughs> And blueberries <laughs> and a bunch of vermin. <laughs> okay, now honestly, so we're being old fashioned tonight. Um, I know makes a long time and like whiskey, mezcal, or thing, but I'll tell you right now, whiskey's our thing. So tonight oh, we're good. doing um, so it's a little blueberry shrub. And so it's one ounce of blueberry shrub, two ounces of Maker's Mark whiskey, three dashes of Angostura bitter, stirred like 30 rotation, and a little bit of lemon on top. So those blueberries, which I hope the chef appreciates, is like they're from Maine from last year, and it's a little aged shrub that we make. Oh, nice! And uh, it's just real pretty, and I just hope it's like easy drinking. And you know what's the best part about it is, chefs get off the line, they drink a beer. Chefs get off the ship, and they drink a cocktail. So if that's the cocktail you're gonna drink. We chef, I'm yes. in. Nice. It's freaking delicious. It is delicious. It's freaking. No, it is really nice. You know what I love about it is that it's, even though you said there's two ounces of makers in there, there everything else. Yeah. There's like seven ounces. Exactly. It's not, it, it, it rounds it out. It's really, really pretty. It's a really beautiful drink, Gina. Well, I hope that Mason still thinks I make a good cocktail because he was my biggest advocate. He's like, nice. there's a lot of people in this drink. He makes a lot of shit in this drink. Put your clothes back on. No. It's great. Everything here is great. Are you still in it? Are you going to uh, no, like TV? You want yeah. to do turkey on the wolf? Like, like in DC? Dude, I'm from Charlottesville, Virginia. It's only two hours away. Do you want to do turkey on the wolf? So I'm not sure what you're Like, open a restaurant or do yeah, pop, I mean, up? pop up? One yeah. day. Ten days. Open a restaurant outside New Orleans. That's ludicrous. hundred hundred days. Whatever right, you want. Right now, it's ludicrous. Yeah. Maybe not in the future. Who's ludicrous? Uh, Luda. Oh, yeah. Luda. Luda. So let me, um, let me ask you this, Gina, uh, before yes, we go uh, yes, completely off the rails. Ma'am, Tell me what makes a shrub a shrub. How does one make a shrub? Don't worry if you, if you if Gina's going to tell us how now, but you're just going to head over to designateddrinker.show. Again, that's designateddrinker.show. And uh, she's going to have all the recipes, how-tos, and tips, and uh, especially so on how to make this shrub. You start with uh, like a two-pound fryer chicken. And you want to make sure it's this got is good lies. skin. Lies. Oh. Lies. Lies. <laughs> what are you making? No, no, we're good. Wait, hold on, hold on, Mason. 
First of all, I will give you the recipe. Mason, will you share a recipe with listeners for one sandwich? Tell me I'll tell how. I'll tell you how to make Via's mom's mustard. Go. Ooh, that's great. No, no, later. What, for her. No, oh, that's Gina, wonderful. I interrupted Gina. Gina's going now. What? <laughs> Real Simo. <laughs> but I'm. Okay, Real Simo. Buy, buy the cheapest blueberries that you can find in the market, right? Like a pint of them. Like the ones that, like, they're on sale for like a dollar. They might have a little bit of mold on them. You're not really sure, oh, right? Really? Yeah, the ones that are turned. Take that. So you buy one pint, so it's 16 ounces, right? Or sorry, eight, sorry. One pint is eight ounces. <laughs> one pint is eight ounces. One pint is eight ounces. And you're going to take um, four ounces of vinegar, whatever vinegar you like. I personally like apple cider vinegar. So it doesn't matter what kind of vinegar? No. And then, well, it's your personal preference. And then I take four, uh, four ounces of sugar and I put all of that in a container, right? And then I take some spices that I may or may not like. And then, like, someone might dare me to use something, but whatever. But for this recipe, I would just put those three things in a, in a container and leave it for like about two weeks. Do you leave that at room temperature? No, I put it, oh, sorry, put it in the refrigerator. Okay. And nah. then... Put it in the fridge. And then you take it to Brooklyn and you shake it up in Brooklyn. You're like, what up? No, just kidding. I'm lying. So... Make sure it's local before you take it to Brooklyn. And you put it in your refrigerator, put a bandana on it. No, I'm sorry. Sorry. Put it in your refrigerator, leave it there. I would say 24 to 30, like 48 hours. I personally love 48 hours on that. And then I put it in a, a pot and um, and like I will double the volume with water and then cook it and then reduce it. So basically what you're going to do is you're going to make it like a palatable shrub. So if you have 24 ounces, you're going to have 12 ounces of water and bring it back down to 12 ounces. And what's going to happen is you're going to cook off all the acidity and make it just a beautiful, viable uh, liqueur in there. Touch the phone again, Mason, <laughs> and there's going to be a fucking problem. That's what it just got pinched. Just like that. You just touched Mason. I did. It was a joke. It was pinched him. Was, was it like that? Was it wasn't a nice touch. Was it like touch. a turkey? It was like a turkey book by the wolf? Is your name Lauren? Yes. It wasn't a nice touch. It is. Touch. It is. Just leave Lauren soft. <laughs> Lauren, I love you. <laughs> so. So. That's how you make the shrub, and then you're gonna put two ounces of um, whatever whiskey, or you know, I use mezcal in there, and two dashes of uh, um, Angostura bitters. You give it a stir, 30 rotations over a little bit of ice, pour it over fresh ice, and then give it a little zest of lemon, and it's delicious. It is very nice. But I gotta tell you something I wish that Mason and I could just do like a little pairing just for fun. Perry, how? I don't know. Like you know, tell you me tell you. me, you tell me, you say I, I like this drink, I hate it, or I give you a cocktail, no, and, you I love make, this and, drink. and you make a Man, sandwich. This drink's good. You make, you make a sandwich. If you're at home right now, so when you, you should make it. I want you to <laughs> naked. You should make it naked. <laughs> make it naked. Okay. Listen, it, yeah. But look at Mason's face. He's like, alright, I'll take it naked. Yeah. Lauren, yeah, let's do Lauren it. just go to designatedrinker.show to get the recipe. And my make husband right now is probably like, what the fuck is going on, Gina? Yeah. Lauren's in the back. Yeah. She's here. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we have gone completely off the rails. Is there anything else that you wanted to cover, Miss Gina? Every single fucking person in America should go to fucking Turkey in the Wolf because it's unbelievable. I will be there with bells on. Mason? Do you accept bells? Yeah, I love bells. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bells are great. Mason, yes. leave us with the kind words, but what are we going to leave the guests with? What do, they want, what do they want more of? Go. 
hopefully breakfast because <laughs> uh, we're going to do that later. We Stay did talk tuned. About, and you have the second Stay restaurant. Stay tuned, America, because I know. Oh no no, universe. Because yeah, this oh, podcast probably It is the actually we do. Outer reaches of the universe. We do. And they is got Mars out of the universe. I don't know. No, it's in our universe. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it. But you, but you are opening a second restaurant, right? That's not. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Not. That's happening. Paul. What is it called? Tell us now. The. The restaurant is called uh, Molly's Rise and Shine. It's named after my sister Molly. She there's four of us kids. She's the best one, so I named after her. (laughs) She's really pretty and really nice. Is it muffins? Is it muffins? Is that a sentence? No, it's not muffins. Okay. So is it bagels? Yeah, they will be bagels. Your bagels. No, no. New York. <laughs> yeah, they're going to be coming from New York. Yeah. Ooh. You said, Ooh. did you ask before if it was New York bagels or my yeah. bagels? Yeah. Your bagels? Yeah, yeah, no, no. We're shipping them from New York. Frozen, frozen bar baked and rebaking them. We could do it ourselves, but. No. It ain't going to be good enough. Do not, do not, because anything outside of New York that is not made with the water from New York or like northern Jersey is just a fucking roll with a hole. <laughs> that sounds gross. No, it doesn't. Because that's what people eat and they love it. So, you know what? Cheers to you, Mason. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for having All me. All those successes, everything for you. Well deserved. Absolutely. So, uh, on that note, Gina, right, I think Mason. I'm going to have to do it. I'm going to call tonight. Okay, you do it. Mason, can't fucking stay here. Because Ralph Brent will kick us out. Let's go. We'll just go drink alone in my closed restaurant. Perfect. So,